prevention-based tools leave you blind to threats inside your network. By adding network traffic analysis to your SOC, you can find and stop attackers before they make their move. ExtraHop provides complete visibility at enterprise scale. Detect threats 95% faster with machine learning that helps tier one analysts perform like seasoned threat hunters. Visit extrahop.com forward slash security weekly to learn why the SANS Institute calls ExtraHop fast and amazingly thorough. That's extrahop.com forward slash security weekly. Networks are becoming increasingly complex and fragmented, and digital transformation and DevOps are driving an explosion in network connectivity changes. With each new network connection, cyber attackers may gain another opening to breach or traverse the network. At Tufin, they've pioneered a policy-based approach to network security management using automation and analytics. As a result, you can make network changes in minutes instead of days reliably and securely. To learn more about Tufin, the security policy company, go to securityweekly.com forward slash Tufin and sign up for a free evaluation. By the end of 2020, 99% of exploited vulnerabilities will be publicly disclosed and known to IT system admins. The consequences of that fact means the burglar will already be in your house because you left the front door wide open by failing to patch known vulnerabilities. How can you keep the threat actors out? Through cloud-based automation, Automox enables you to slam the door on unpatched OS and third-party vulnerabilities across your entire Windows, Mac, and Linux infrastructure. Take advantage of a free trial with Automox to not only see the vulnerability status of your infrastructure, but do something about it within minutes. Start automating the fundamentals of cyber hygiene at securityweekly.com forward slash Automox. That's securityweekly.com forward slash Automox. Welcome back, everyone, to Enterprise Security Weekly. We are returning to Las Vegas this August for Black Hat and DEF CON. If you would like to request a briefing or a sponsored interview or sponsor a show that we'll be recording. So for the first time uh, in a long time, we're going to be recording shows uh, at a conference. It happens to be Black Hat. We have a suite that we've rented. We're going to be doing micro interviews. Those are those 10-minute uh, roughly interviews where you get to talk about uh, the problems you solve for uh, companies. And then uh, we'll be doing shows. We're doing this show and Paul Security Weekly. Uh, and slots are filling up fast. We've already sold probably nine or ten. Yeah, I think about ha almost half of our slots are already. So we're about, we're about yeah. half full already. Uh, and I mean, it's also an opportunity to come hang out with us at a suite at, at Black Hat, which Lord knows what, what's. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that's we'll a dangerous combination. I'm sure we'll figure out how to have alcohol, yep. cigars, and probably some munchy foods in the suite somehow. I, I think we'll figure it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can go to securityweekly.com forward slash booking and uh, book your briefing and or request an interview uh, or uh, sponsor a show. Uh, let's see, listeners that are overwhelmed with the content that we produce, we've heard you. Go to securityweekly.com forward slash subscribe. Click the button to join the listener list, and we will send you information about uh, things that you're interested in. How about that? Uh, let's see, I'll do the other announcements in the next, next segment. segment. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the news. Logarithms in the news, they've released the next version of their cloud-based next-gen SIM platform. Logarithms had a solid product uh, for some time now. Uh, and they just continue, I think, to keep pace with the trends. Uh, in the meeting we had with, uh, we actually spoke with Logarithm today. Uh, they've been a great partner of Security Weekly. They're really all about, as are many vendors, but about the MITRE attack framework and allowing you to detect what uh, the MITRE attack framework is defining as attack techniques being used by attackers today. Yeah, I mean, Logarithm has done a really good job of 
adding additional capabilities on top of what would be classified as a traditional SIM. Mm -hmm. They've got endpoint capabilities. We did a webcast on file integrity monitoring. Yep. Now we're going to talk a uh, MITRE ATT&CK framework. They've integrated security operations automation functionality yep. into the platform. Orchestration. Yep. Orchestration, yeah. So they've, they've um, obviously moved uh, a lot of those capabilities into the cloud. And what I like about this announcement is, look, it's difficult to manage on-prem in uh, environments, right? You, you got to do server updates. You got to, you need more storage, right? And so by moving into the cloud, which is what this announcement's mm -hmm. about, is taking a lot of that maintenance aspects of your SIM off the plate of your IT or security folks, allows that better scalability up in, in the cloud environment where you don't have the operational folks to maintain it. And we have better tools for monitoring our controls and security posture of our cloud. I think of Cloud Needy, right? Uh -huh. uh, one of our other sponsors um, that was on Paul Security Week, I think it was last week. Two last weeks, week, a week couple before. weeks ago. And it, you know the tools that are available today, I think make it much easier to adopt uh, cloud technologies. The announcement talks about mean time to detect, MTTD, and mean time to respond, yep. which I think are great metrics for measuring the effectiveness of your tools. In addition to the MITRE ATT&CK framework, in addition to all the things that Matt talked about, like moving to the cloud in this, and I, I can sense the hesitation. I get it. Your data is going right. up into someone else's computer, essentially. I get Actually, it. not essentially. It is being it stored is. on someone else's yep. computer. But I think we have a much better process and tool set to be able to secure that accordingly in the cloud. Yeah, a couple things. One, look, it's it's not the core cloud environment, right? So obviously, Logarithm's got to put its own controls around protecting the data. But the, the quote out of here that I thought was most interesting for organizations that don't have the staff is, solution maintenance is never on my mind when using Logarithm Cloud, it just runs, mm -hmm. right? And that, a lot of people can't say that when they have it on-prem and they've, they're, they're constantly have to worry about the maintenance of the servers and the storage and all right. that other stuff. That's the advantage of moving some of these capabilities into the cloud. Operational ease, making it easy to use. Yep. It's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Ixia and Symantec provide security intelligence for hybrid networks. <laughs> um, this is, was an interesting uh, announcement. I think there's another one coming up here as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yes, um, it, it allows some better integrations with the semantic security analytics for threat detection and stuff. Yeah, this is like, but marketing, yeah, it's, buzzword. It's vomit. a little it, the integration of Ixia's cloud lens with semantic security analytics threat detection and forensics platform allows semantic customers to gain real time. They check that box. Real time visibility into their hybrid cloud environments. So I have no idea what that means. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what's funny is the next sentence says semantic security analytics can be found at Oracle Cloud Marketplace. So I'm, I'm not quite sure Where, how those who's cloud and what real time invisibility into what I in, into Oracle. Uh, I don't. Okay, know. I, I don't know. I there's there's another one later I think with semantic in it that I was just um it's it's an interesting head scratcher, but um. Look, everybody's trying to figure out how to integrate and deal with multi-hybrid cloud environments. Mm -hmm. People are going to pick different pieces. How many people are actually using semantic security analytics? I mean, the RIP tech side of the house from an MSSP probably right. is. Sure. I don't know how many other semantic customers are using this because they're primarily using them for SEP. 
Yeah. Um, I, okay. But and I forget. The, one of the reasons why I, I chose this article was uh, when you have security solutions providers partnering with companies like Ixia and Gigamon, that's really cool. Now, if I could remember who the other players are in that space, because I, I think, quite frankly, the feedback I've gotten is Ixia and Gigamon, great technologies. The, the cost might make you a little nauseous, right? I mean, they're enterprise-grade level yeah. things. Now, what we established in the first article was we're making the transformation to cloud and adoption of cloud easier, better monitoring tools. Now, I think people who aren't Fortune 50 companies um, can now actually have this problem of how do I gain visibility into it? How do I collect flow data? How do I uh, you know, manage it and, and that kind of thing? Sure, Ixie and Gigamon can help. There's other options out there as well. Yeah, I, I want to say I did a briefing, but we're not doing a briefing summary on this show, maybe next week. So Maybe I'll, oh yeah, I'll be here next week. I'll yeah. be back from Barcelona. By there then. you go. <laughs> so anyway, that's why I added it. But again, this is kind of just fluffy we don't have many of the details kind of thing. Yes, high level. This next one's interesting. Avast PLC debuts Omni, a new approach to digital security. But when you dig into the article, Avast is one of those companies I track in Business Security Weekly as uh, potential- Publicly uh, traded. Publicly traded, but they don't hit my market cap guidelines. This is all about home stuff. This mm -hmm. is home network protection. This is on-the-go security, parental controls. Okay, for the home users, probably a great announcement, right? But from an enterprise perspective, I just I don't see people deploying Avast as sure. their antivirus. They're using McAfee, they're using Semantic, they're might using Sophos, um, and so this is great for the home users. My biggest challenge with some of these capabilities is how many people are are using who? What are they using at home? How do these tie in to help them protect their I networks? I think most people today at home, and I'm sure this is what Avast and others are struggling with, most people at home are using an iPad or some kind of tablet or some kind of Chromebook because they're low-cost options that allow them to accomplish their goal of, I need to go browse the web, I need to check some email, do some social media. Like what, what The more advanced users still have home PCs, perhaps, is a general statement, but largely... I think the home security is more about protecting your IoT devices in addition to your tablets and uh, yeah. Chromebook-style devices, which largely people don't really think about. I think we've lost that connection to the endpoint antivirus uh, uh, industry and solution. When you're on your phone, you're like, well, I don't need to worry about that anymore. Well, in fact, you do, right? Yeah. And, and there's, there's a gap there that I think has in people's brains has been disconnected. Yeah, plus a lot of the ISPs offer bundled solutions yeah. from McAfee and Symantec mm -hmm. into the ISP offering. So it's really easy for a home user to download one of those two based on w what your ISP is. Right. Put the base antivirus in there. There's other features that both McAfee uh, on the Norton side and... and um, uh, semantic have added right they've they've added additional capabilities but it's bundled into my isp service now if i'm i'm CenturyLink. if i wanted to download i think it's mcafee i could be wrong but mm -hmm. I, I have it but i'm a mac guy so all of my computers run sophos at home but mm -hmm. uh atos launches a new unified cloud identity and access management solution for ultimate 
ultimate security. Ultimate security. So I, I had to I take it ultimate security. So I had to take a double take because I know Atos more for their managed service offerings. Yep. And I, I didn't realize that Atos actually builds a lot of products as well. And I think some of those products are used to provide their managed service offerings. But I've always known Atos, at least in, in the U.S., is more of a service provider, not necessarily. Well, as now a they have product. identity and access management because right. it's the cool thing to do. It, it is the cool Everyone thing. Everyone wants to have some kind of identity and access management just so they can say, I have identity and access management. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, this was one of the things we talked about um, on BSW, I think, last week, kind of my recap on the Global Cyber Innovation Summit in Baltimore. One of the areas we didn't talk about was identity. Um, which which um, Bob and the others have, have received my feedback. This market has gotten super crazy. You've got new players coming in doing identity and access management. Then you've got layers of additional capabilities for multi-factor authentication, privilege access management, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I am a big believer identity is one of the big security issues of our time that has to be addressed and something that we own regardless of where our infrastructure runs. Uh, along with app and, and data. And and so, yeah, you're going to see a lot of identity announcements. This is some centralization for these capabilities. But look, we still have the root problem. Mm-hmm. We know user pass, username password's not strong enough. We've added additional capabilities for multi-factor authentication. Then we've added privilege access management on top. These solutions are really complex to manage. And I think people are trying to figure out a better way to do it. But I don't know how... This cloud solution is going to go up against an Okta or a uh, a Ping or a SailPoint or any of the other, you know, how many identity access management players are out there? Well, Ping identity could be considered one of them, mm-hmm. but they're talking about zero trust and API security. Yes, which was really strange for I'm me. I'm confused. I'm confused. Right, because I, you know, I I had to go to the website. I'm like, yeah, look, I think a Ping is is an identity play. Now, I think where their pitch is on API security is from the authentication perspective because they're an authentication provider. Sure. Okay. One aspect of API security. One aspect of API security. But generically, API security is way more complex than just authentication. That is a piece. Right. right? And so the article is really, when you first read it, you're you're scratching your head going, uh, API security ping. Oh, it's the authentication piece. Well, and I guess zero trust could play into it as well. Well, zero trust is one of the new buzzwords. It is. Uh, we've seen a lot of that around where where you can't trust anyone or or your environment, zero trust networking, et cetera, et cetera. So again, a little buzzword bingo here. Um, but authentication of APIs is a critical component. Uh, but it's not the only component for API security. So um, it'd be interesting. This was more of, hey, we're going to talk about it on a road show yeah. uh, versus understanding what are they <clears throat> doing specifically. So it was a little hard to extract that out. I did go to the website and checked on a couple things. That's why I went, ah, authentication of APIs. Device Authority innovates key scaler for Microsoft Azure IoT Hub device provisioning service and Docker support. There's a lot of technology mentions in there. I won't necessarily say buzzwords, but... Yeah, this is really focused on IoT devices. So again, I didn't know device authority, so I had to go to the website and go, okay, what's device authority do? Ah, IoT devices. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you put that in context with 
IoT and cloud and in some aspects. Um, Microsoft's been doing some interesting stuff on uh, supporting IoT devices. It looks like this partnership is, is trying to improve aspects of that. Um, but it's a really limited scope, I think, in, yeah. in where the market is right now. It's it, a slow adoption. Microsoft has a lot of great frameworks and mm -hmm. services for those that are producing IoT devices and or providing the security of IoT devices. Uh, in fact, you may have seen this week that Cisco had some pretty serious vulnerabilities that actually allows you to bypass their trusted uh, computing, uh, that's the wrong term, but they have a trusted platform basically that says the firmware running on this device is the actual firmware from Cisco and hasn't been tampered with. There's a way around that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, I hope that frameworks like from Microsoft become more of a staple and don't have these vulnerabilities where you can build, because don't forget IoT is not uh, just about like, I've got this device and I'm gonna you know, sell it to people. It's a whole ecosystem. How do you update the firmware? How do you manage it? What does the mobile app talk to? It talks to the yep. cloud, right? There's the whole ecosystem. There are some great uh, new frameworks for implementing it more securely. But again, those have been proven that they too can have vulnerabilities. So I don't know. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or so just I think we have security that can be achieved in IoT, uh, you know, the dark side or, pulls or me back in, I go, it's all at the window. Or just when we think we know how is yours going to make a difference in the market, now you get this side thing on the IoT side. Right, because um, they were calling it Azure Sphere before, now they're calling it, or now there's Azure IoT, IoT Hub, Hub Device Provisioning Service, which the way I understood it was something that Azure Sphere was providing. I don't know if they changed names or have multiple services under the umbrella and the name of the I anyway. Umbrella is a Cisco thing, but in any case. Yeah, yeah don't mix those. Uh, yeah, now everyone's <laughs> really confused. <laughs> That's the opposite of why we do the shows to make people not confused. Yeah, but. agreed. Uh, ExtraHop is uh, announcing a new uh, partner program, new Panorama partner. Pro what is a Panorama? Uh, it's just expanding its global channel program to work with global resellers, distribution gotcha. man services, okay. and integration partners with deep domain expertise in security. Um, look. I mean, any vendor who's not trying to figure out how to optimize the channel is yep. is um, silly, uh, foolish. Um, so obviously, you want to take your technology that you've built that's got great customer adoption, figure out how to leverage the channel and augment your sales force without get other people increasing your overhead it. and get it sold. So makes a lot of sense. Double-edged sword from the consumer, and by consumer I don't mean like the consumer consumer, but the enterprise consumer side, right? If you go to a reseller, they may try and sell you a package of security technologies in this case. Are they tightly coupled together? Are they not? Do they all work? Uh, you don't know. A lot of times the, the devil in the details of resellers is this is the package that makes them the most money. Yeah. Right? They're Sometimes. not necessarily choosing technologies that can best solve your problem, they're choosing technologies that they have the highest markup on and packaging it together and say, you should use this for your security. So yeah. buyer beware when you do this. However, ExtraHop is a sponsor of ours. We've worked very closely with them. They have some of the smartest people that we know. I mean, Corey Bosden is, is one of my favorite people to work with. He's at ExtraHop. Uh, Matt, I can't remember his last name. We did the webcast with him. He's, Cawthorn. Yeah, he's yep. awesome. 
Uh, and XROP is great technology. I mean, we've seen the, the demo yeah, and it's and great. Yeah, and now but it's, it's distributed in sale. I, I think, but the reseller could put something that maybe Matt and I say and, you know, John Strand are like, eh, that's not ready for prime time yet, but they might be bundling it together. So you have to be careful that that doesn't happen. I'm not saying it happens all the time. You could find a reseller that does yeah. do a really good job of integrating maybe there's integration services or whatever. Yeah, right? and in the U.S., I think your point's pretty valid uh, around how they build these packages. Yeah. When you get overseas, what you have to realize is that resellers are a big part of how product gets moved into markets like EMEA and APJ. Yep. Uh, heavily reseller-distributor-based. Yep. Yep. They have the relationships, and therefore, if you want to tap into the European market or you want to tap into the Asia-Pacific market, you've got to yep. go down this path. It's just too hard sometimes to do it direct on your own because of the way the relationships are in those other environments. You have big resellers in the U.S. that have a lot of strategic relationships. They also help you strategically get your products placed. Mm -hmm. um, but there's more flexibility in the U.S. than there are sometimes in Europe and Asia mm -hmm. where it's just it, that if you're going to do business in those regions, you have to go down this path. Are you familiar with high trust? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I know high trust... Um, from my earlier days, but they've made some shifts. I, this was the thing I had to go research because I, I don't recognize them for cloud control and the ability to do um, this kind of hybrid cloud stuff, right? That that looks like an evolution of what High Trust has been doing. And they're really, when, when you go out and look at them now, they're really a cloud workload protection platform. They've kind of evolved themselves into a CWPP. And this announcement is adding additional support beyond VMware and NSX mm -hmm. to support uh, AWS Cloud, Kubernetes, which is where cloud workload pr platforms are going, right? I mean, people are hybridizing. They are deploying workloads in the cloud. And so High Trust is now adding additional capabilities to manage that. Um, how good they are as a CWPP, I don't know. Mm -hmm. we, we know a lot of others. We've talked to Capsulate, and, we, and I know a ton of others in this space. I did not put High Trust in that category. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I saw the announcement, I had to go back to High Trust website and go, oh, yeah, they've made that shift, um, which I didn't instinctively know, which was the interesting part for me, which means uh, marketing, we, we, we have to communicate at some point. Yeah, right, because it's uh, it, interesting. Workload visibility is a very, yeah. very broad term. What it actually means in this context, I, I don't know. But uh, it sounds like, I mean, the, they talk about VMware, vSphere, AWS, and Kubernetes, uh, and a single user interface and an API, DevSec. I mean, they've got all the buzzwords in there, but how are they playing in this space? Yeah. Is and how do they line up to the other solutions that are already out there that we've there are with? There are plentiful. There's plentiful. Yeah, and there there's are a lot, lot of functionality in all those other solutions yep. as Agreed. well. Agreed, yeah. Sysdig and Incutel have formed uh, a partnership to provide government agencies with Sysdig Cloud Native VSP, Visibility and Security Platform. Sysdig is also a, a sponsor. They are. I'm actually in the same space that we were just similar space we were just talking similar. about. Similar. I yeah. mean, their focus is more on container monitoring and security. Yeah. Not necessarily the entire workload stack from a CWPP perspective. There's there's some differentiation when you look at 
the different components in the in the container space, right? You have some that are trying to protect the underlying infrastructure. You have some that are more focused on the container side. Yep. Where Sysdig fits into the model is uh, more on the container monitoring visibility and security side mm -hmm. runtime run protection capabilities. Um, I think this is a great announcement, right? I, it might be a little early as the federal space now starts to figure out how to go through digital transformation, yeah. right? You've got big monolithic applications in the federal government space. They want to be able to leverage these new technologies, deploy to cloud. How far they are in the evolution is, is yet to be seen. But the announcement in the partnership here makes a lot of sense because as the government starts to revamp these applications and they move to containerization, having the relationship within Qtel allows Sysdig to get some entries into the federal space as part of that core architecture, as part of that redesign. Mm -hmm. That's a really good thing uh, for anybody that's thinking about how do I get into the federal space? InQtel obviously is one of those firms that can help you do that uh, because there's a lot of potential business there through this. We uh, need like a, a matrix application that like asks you a series of questions and then recommends what security technologies you might need. Like, are you deploying applications in containers? Where do your containers live? Right. Are you doing it on serverless? On in the cloud, serverless, using Kubernetes, using Swarm. What kind of applications is yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. And then says, okay, these are the vendors that you should uh, consider that are stronger in these areas. Because conceivably, we can say, we're making the cloud you know, digital transformation, but what, what does that mean? There's like a million different ways to develop and deploy an application today. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's it, all different and all of it is going, the path that you take is going to require different security technologies. Or if you've got a couple of different paths, we're just talking about Faro, right? Like you may have one group that's deploying and implementing this way and another group that's slightly different. Can you find one security vendor to cover larger aspects of your security Wh program? What I like about Sysdig and one of the reasons they're a sponsor um, and the reason I'm going to Barcelona next mm. week is for their co-location event is they, they approach the container security problem a little differently than the core container security companies. Mm. And look, I worked for Layered Insight for, for months as, as part of that company. We really focused on the security side of the equation, more runtime and static. But Sysdig went after container monitoring yep. first and then built security capabilities to bring the two together because their approach was, look, I have to have visibility into the container and what the container is doing before I can protect the container. And so when you look at the traditional container security companies, they're positioned uniquely because they have the monitoring stuff that would traditionally be a mm -hmm. new relic or um, uh, what's the company that Cisco bought, App Defense or very. Whoever. Developer DevOps, right? Focused, very just right, which all by security about, folks might not have heard of, the, right? Yeah. Which is application performance monitoring, yes. Space they started there and then moved, took that capability, then wrapped security features around that, and now have both the monitoring and the security aspects of that. Right. Where most Where's of the your, container your security Aqua, companies are just right, your Aqua, your Twist Lock, Stack Rocks, very security, focused. security focused, very yeah. security focused, yes, gotcha. Did we skip one or is that all of them? No, that is all of them. And now we need to take a short break and come back and answer the question. So such a thing as an enterprise open source firewall? Maybe. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> 